ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jonah. Welcome to Outside the Ropes, a podcast where we discuss everything WWE. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 88 of season two. Today is Tuesday, and today is a June 28th edition of Monday Night Raw. It's been exactly two weeks since Hell in a Cell, and even though it's Hell in a Cell has passed us, there is still some remnants of it, but it's mostly gone because we are now getting ready for the next pay-per-view of the year, which was going to have fans in attendance. That's, of course, Money in the Bank. Last week, which was the follow-up episode of Money Night Raw after Hell in a Cell, was the beginning of the Money in the Bank qualifier matches, which was pretty incredible. But now, we have even more Money in the Bank qualifier matches here tonight. And it's going to be pretty insane because one match especially is going to be pretty huge, to say the least. For everything else, I'm not sure what's the ha- what's going to happen here tonight. But there's going to be quite a bit of craziness to look forward to here tonight. And see where all the feuds and craziness goes on from here. And so without further ado... Let's go ahead and get right into the business and see what happens in this week's episode of Monday Night Raw. So, Money in the Bank is the next pay-per-view on July 18th, but it already feels like it's, uh, or it looks like things might be going straight into SummerSlam. After following to qualify last week, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, and AJ Styles were going to battle to see which one of them gets one of the spots in the Money in the Bank ladder match. After we found that the Viper was unable to compete, Riddle talked management into letting him fight on Orton's behalf in a battle royal. We Ripley teamed up with Mandios and Dana Brooke to take on Charlotte, Tamino, and Natalio in a six-woman tag team bout and combine the two feuds into one. It was announced that Kofi Kingston would confront MVP about the way Bobby Lashley attacked Xavier Woods last week during the Hell in a Cell match, and Jackson Riker faced Elias in a strap match. And so, let's take a look at everything that happened on this Monday's Raw. So, we're then live from the third room at the Yaling Center. As we see the Money in the Bank briefcase hanging high above the ring, Jimmy Smith welcomes us and he's joined at ringside by Byron Saxon and Corey Graves. We then briefly see the ring is filled up with many superstars. But we go to backstage to Anna Pearson Sony the Ville. He knows that Randy Orton is unable to compete tonight due to circumstances out of their control. So tonight's role begin with a battle royal to determine who gets the Orton spot. And tonight's money the bank trouble threat, second chance qualifier. But then that's when Riddle winds in with a letter from the one and only Orton himself. So Apparently, what Riddle was trying to do here is he was trying to make a ladder that seemed like it was from Orton himself. But obviously, it was Riddle himself that was trying to, of course, get him to, or trying to get him to be a part of the Money in the Bank match as well, even though he's not there. So, I actually have. I actually have a letter, or I actually have the letter that Riddle wrote. So let's go over that. So the letter says, there's two pages. It says, the first page, it says, Aloha, I am the Viper Randy Orton of sound body and mind. Hereby declare 
that my best friend Riddle is her for taking my place in tonight's last chance triple threat match. Here is page two. Riddle is the most coolest, or is the coolest, most broacious bro I could ask for, and I would be honored if he were to fight on my behalf. Aloha, the legend killer. That is the letter that Riddle wrote. Pretty insane, right? And of course, if I were to show you, the letter looks pretty scribbled on, like the paper's like all ripped up and stuff like that. It's written with a marker, like a scion marker and stuff like that. It's, it's pretty hilarious to say the least. And right next to the legend killer name, there's like a, it's supposed to be a viper, but it's, it kind of looks more like a worm. So it has like a smiley face, face, and a, and a body that looks like worm instead of a viper. Pretty hilarious, isn't it? All right. So, of course, the villain pirates aren't buying it. And so, we'll then reveal that it was, of course, him. And so Riddle starts arguing that it's not fair for Orton to not be a part of the match. And so Riddle wants to be fighting on behalf of Randy Orton to be able to be in Money in the Bank. And so that's when the villain Pierce finally decide to accept it. And so... And so that's when Riddle rides off on his scooter as his music hits as he's getting ready for this battle royal. <clears throat> so in this battle royal, there's a lot of there's a lot of craziness in this battle royal. So just for your information. So Everyone that's in the in this money demand qualifier is Riddle versus Akira Tazawa versus Damian Priest versus Jeff Hardy versus Jinder Mahal versus Drew Gulak versus Cedric Alexander versus Angel Garza versus Mansoor versus R Truth versus Ivar versus Eric versus Humberto Carrillo. So the bell rings and the magic's on the way as everyone goes at it. Charlton Benjamin goes to eliminate Drew and he Drew, uh, goes to eliminate Gulak early on and he does. We see Riddle and Ivar working on Mustafa Ali and Jinder Mahal was working on Shelton and Jinder eliminates Shelton from the competition. We see Ivar and Jeff Hardy are working on Cedric Alexander and we see Damian Priest dumping in Jogarza but he lands on his feet. Or no, excuse me, on one foot and hobbles around and gets back into this match. But then Garza suddenly dumps Mansoor, but Mansoor hangs on. Before Mansoor can get eliminated, Ali makes the save and eliminates Garza from the match. But then that's when Ali suddenly eliminates Mansoor and gets him out as well. Ivar works on Hardy. Gender is working on Riddle, and we see Humberto and Cedric are going at it. 
BC Mansour is helping Cedric out from Humberto, but Rio then has a rope submission on Jinder's arm. We see Carrillo and Priest are battling with the 24-7 champion Akira Tezawa, but then Jinder eliminates Truth, then Jinder then eliminates Tezawa with ease. But then that's when outside the ring, Ulek suddenly rolls up Tezawa at ringside to win the 24-7 title. But then Truth runs over and decks Kulak and then goes for the pin and he gets a 1-2-3 and Truth has won his baby back the 24-7 championship. But then Tazawa suddenly leaps off the apron to take Truth back down and then he covers on Truth for the pin and he gets a 1-2-3 and, and Tazawa is once again the 24-7 champion. <clears throat> That's when Raw Tag Team Champion Omos Walks down to ringside and ends up eliminating both Eric and Ivar at the same time. Almost then destroys the Viking Raiders at ringside, standing tall and yelling out as we go to commercial. <clears throat> Excuse me. We return for the break and we see Priest is loading out Cedric in the corner as this battle royal match continues. Jinder continues to work on Riddle. Hardy is down in the corner recovering. But then we see how Carrillo and Ali were eliminated at the same time during the commercial due to a close down by Carrillo. We see Jinder and Priest are meeting in the middle of the ring and they start eluding on each other. Priest then tosses Jinder out of the ring but he hangs on. But then Priest takes Jinder off the apron to eliminate Mahal and Mahal is eliminated. Hardy then attacks Jinder and mounts some offense but then Hardy then takes a riddle their loads on Cedric with signature offense. Hardy nails a twist of fate on Priest and then nails a twist of fate on Riddle as well. Cedric, uh, Cedric is about to get another twist of fate from Hardy, but Cedric blocks it and eliminates Hardy to keep him out of the money in the bank. Cedric then shows off and yells at Hardy, taunting him, but then that's when Priest levels Cedric and drops him with the hit the lights. Then Priest then tosses Cedric over the top rope for the elimination. That was definitely karma if I ever saw one. So Priest and Riddle are the last two in this match as they face off. Riddle almost eliminates himself, but he hangs on. That's when Priest unloads on Riddle with strikes. But before Priest can nail another strike, Riddle ducks one of them and nails a German suplex to Priest. Riddle then nails the running forearms to Priest in the corner. And then Riddle goes for another um, goes for another running forearm, but the third attempt is met by a spin kick by Priest. But then Riddle counters and applies the bromission to Priest. But the Riddle gets sent to the apron, but then he hangs on. And he keeps trying to get the hold of the rope. But then Priest and brings Riddle back in with a big clothesline, but then Riddle then yells a triangle over the top rope, which then leads to more back and forth offense between these two, but it leads into these two battling on the apron. But then Riddle goes on and finally gets the submission locked in and knocks Priest out of the top, off the top rope into the floor for Riddle to win the match. After the match, Riddle has joined AJ Styles and Jim McIntyre Replacing partner Randy Orton in tonight's Money to Make Second Chance. And Riddle has the music changed, which is, of course, Orton's theme. 
And he celebrates Orton's theme. Now, in this match, of course, we saw Riddle getting the victory, and he is now a part of the one and only Money in the Bank uh, match. But in this match, there was definitely quite a few storylines that were recognized in this match. Like, for example, Jeff Hardy and Cedric Alexander, the Viking Raiders versus Styles and Almas, and of course, Ali Amansuor. We're all seen in this match, which of course continues to elevate this all these storylines that are that have continued to happen over the past few weeks. So of course, Riddle is the victor, and it looks like he might have to be in another match to get an opportunity to get Randy Orton into the match, which could be pretty interesting to see what happens with that. So it looks like Riddle might be having to do double duty here tonight. First thing himself, now he has to be Randy Orton. So we'll see what goes on with that. So after that, we then see the recent happenings between Shayna Baszler and Alexa Bliss. We then see Baszler, Nia Jax, and Reginald are backstage. Baszler mentions how she's going to give Nikki Cross a hard dose of reality and send Bliss to join her stupid little doll, Lily, in an extended timeout. But then we then see them walk off, but we see Bliss standing there watching them from the background. We see Jackson Ruggers backstage beating his leather strap on the production case as he's of course scheduled to be in a strap match against Elias later tonight. We return back to commercial. We return for the break and we see what just happened in our earlier battle royal. We then see Kevin Patrick is backstage with the Raw Tag Team Champions AJ Styles and Omos. Patrick asked Styles about Riddle being added to the triple threat. AJ says, It should have been me versus you, McIntyre, since Randy Orton isn't here. But now his chances of winning, my, excuse me, my chances of winning have went down. And Weston says, I was scouting the competition for AJ when I attacked the Viking Raiders. We then see Fereza of the Viking Raiders interfering in ringside last week as Ricochet defeated AJ in the Money in the Bank qualifier. And then that's when AJ says to Patrick that he's trying to give Omos grief for the same three Eric and Ivar did last week. AJ then says, I have the advantage tonight, and when I have the advantage, I am phenomenal. I will win the money they bank to become the WWE champion once again. And while that happens, me and Omos will continue to defend our titles against anyone who wants a shot, including the stinking Viking Raiders. After that, we didn't see Nikki Cross's backstage getting ready for her match. But then that's when Lucha House Party walks up and gives her a few encouraging words uh, and props on her look. We then see Sarah Sweeper walks up and Nikki is happy about almost being, uh, being the superhero. Nikki says, I finally, some, some, finally found something deep inside of me and now I have the courage to show up. Everyone has it inside of them. To do better and be better. My new style represents that mindset. 
She then mentions calling fun for the women's main event glider match and says, A win for me will be an inspiration to the little boys and girls everywhere. And then she gets excited, thinking about possibly being Raw Women's Champion. She then bills herself as Nikki AAS, or Nikki almost a superhero. And so we go back to ring and out comes Nikki Cross. And Microphone introduces Nikki as AAS Nikki Cross. Of course, almost a superhero. We then return for the break, and Cross is waiting in the ring as Shane Baser comes out with Nia Jax and Reginald. The ref calls to the bell, and the match is on the way as Cross suddenly tries for an early, early roll up on Baser, but Baser kicks out. Baser then suddenly levels Cross with a shoulder. Baser continues to keep control with the offense and drops Cross on her neck onto the mat. Baser then mounts Cross with right hands, and then Baser then nails a stiff power slam to Nikki. Baser then continues to dominate with the offense, wearing Cross down, and then launches Nikki face first into the middle of turnbuckle. But then Cross comes back with some offense by drop kicking Baser off the apron right down in front of Reginald and Jax. But then we suddenly hear Alexa Bliss saying something over the speakers. Then Bliss they makes her way out with her new entrance theme that was debuted last week. Bliss slowly walks out to the stage, distracting Baser, Reggie, and Jackson ringside. That's when Cross suddenly takes advantage of the distraction, taking all three down on the floor with a crossbody. We go to commercial with Nikki in control of this match against Baszler. We return for the break and Bliss is watch watching from ringside as Baszler has come back with the offense as she works Cross around the ring. But then Cross gets some offense back by fighting Baszler off, but then Baszler cuts off the offense by slamming uh, Nikki face first into the mat. Baszler continues with the offense by taking Cross to the top turnbuckle taunting Bliss, but then Cross counters with and nails a big tornado DDT to Baser from the top. That's when Bliss and Jax meet at ringside, and it looks like Bliss is controlling Jax's arm again, but Reginald runs up to stop Bliss, but then Bliss uses her power to take them both down. Baser just realized what just happened, and she's confused what in the world just happened as she's recovering from the beatdown she just got from Cross. That's when Cross takes advantage of the distraction, and rolls out Baser out for the pin, but Baser kicks him at two. Baser then comes right back with a close end to Cross, cutting Cross's offense off. Baser went for a slam to Cross, but then Cross counters it, but Baser fights Cross off. Baser went for a shot, but then Cross sucks it and takes Baser down from the corner. But then... Cross suddenly hits the lump, uh, the lump master stroll cradle locked in. It gets the one, two, and three, and Cross gets the shocking victory over Baszler. After the match, Cross celebrates as her music hits. We go to replay, we go to replays to see what just happened, and Cross puts it in the corner as Reggie and Jax recover at ringside with Jax helping Reginald up. So of course Cross has been enjoyable in the role and 
a role because she has the enthusiasm to put it <clears throat> to always put it off. This, of course, Nikki is kind of going towards the way of the Hall of Famer Molly Holly, which could definitely be pretty incredible. Nikki's like the next generation of Molly Holly, I guess you could say, or of course, Mighty Molly, and then of course, Molly Holly kind of turned in back to uh, just Molly Holly herself. So it will be interesting to see what goes on with that. But of course, what's been going with Baser and Bliss and Jackson Reginald has not been going well for Baser and the others as Bliss continues to get in the minds of Jackson, Jackson Reginald and stuff like that. It's been a tough, a tough night for the group, to say the least. So it looks like Bliss is, of course, still not done with a group of Baser, Jackson, Baser, Jax, and Reginald, and see what goes on with that. And so, after that, we then get a video package of recent events between the New Day and the WWE Champion, including last week's Hell in a Cell loss for Xavier Woods. So, of course, we don't know what happened last week. Last week, um, of course, there was a money. The first, <clears throat> there was a money in the bank match between Xavier Woods and Bobby Lashley for the first time in quite some time on Monday Night Raw. But what happened after was brutal. MVP locked himself in the in the cell along with MVP and Xavier Woods. Kingston had nowhere to go. He couldn't get in there to save Woods. And so he had no other choice but to sit there and watch Lashley put Woods in the hurt lock for a very long time. And Kofi has no... He can't do anything about it because it's just too locked in. And of course, he's locked out of the cage. And so he couldn't do anything about it. And that was definitely very brutal and very it was just hard to watch I guess you'd say so we go back to the ring and out comes Kofi Kingston of the New Day and Kofi heads to the ring as a fan's German as he is going to be having a face off with the one and only MVP coming up after the break we return for the break and the announcers hype Kingston versus WWE Champion Bobby Lashley at Money in the Bank for the WWE Championship. Kofi has the mic and talks about moments in life that changes us for the better or for the worse. And he then says, I'm not sure how last week affected me yet. But, we, but hearing my brother Xavier Woods yelling inside the ring while stuck in the cell with Lashley MVP. I hate, I couldn't do anything for Woods. When he attacked him. A lot of people have hated on Woods for for a long time. But I think last week, Woods showed the world what kind of a competitor he is. And it's time for the world to put some respect on Woods' name. Lashley won fair and square, but what happened a lot after the match was not okay. 
He talks about what last year MVP did to Woods in the Honus. So I can't get the image out of my head. And I know I will make Lashley pay when I take everything from him and beat him at money that became money in the bank to become the new WWE champion. But before COVID can continue, the music interrupts and out comes MVP with some of Lashley's ladies. MVP in the last idea, last idea idea of Kofi winning the WWE title from Lashley. MVP says, you are no threat to Lashley. Lashley is on a much deserved vacation tonight. But he had a message before he left. Boys deserved what happened last week and Lashley enjoyed it. And he's looking forward to doing the same to you. And what Brock Lesnar did to you will look like nothing compared to what Lashley will do to you. And then Kofi makes his case for why he thinks Lashley is soft. For example, Kofi says, When I was WWE Champion, I didn't take any breaks. I would show up every single week. But for Lashley, he is just taking breaks. But then that's when Kofi starts taking shots at MVP, saying that he's not competing either. But then that's when MVP says, I do what I do for Lashley because he deserves all the success and all the acknowledgement. Acknowledges he has. That's when they continue yelling at each other. And then that, that's when MVP on the ramp. And Kofi is in the ring. MVP then mentions Wiz's injuries from last week. Being so bad that he couldn't come to work this week. And might miss next week. Kofi then says. Woods will be here next week. And that's when Kofi then knocks MVP milking his knee injury for six months. And then that's when MVP denies him saying it's a legitimate injury. And then that's when MVP says if I was cleared, I'd come in that ring and kick your ass. That's when Kofi heard enough and exits the ring and charges towards MVP on the ramp and jumps in with a trouble in paradise. Kofi then stands over MVP and yells at him and the fans cheer him on. Kofi's music starts back up as Lashley's ladies yelled at him from the ramp, showing the displeasure to what Kofi just did to MVP. Wow, that was very tense. Very, very tense. Kingston and MVP are great together, and this segment allowed them to have what, what appeared to be a uh, be a very solid face-off. This feud has become more personal with the which E segment, and a lot of what happened as well is um is truly pulling up what's gonna happen between these two, or excuse me, what's gonna happen between Lassie and, and Kingston at Honor. So I mean last week that was a very brutal attack by Lassie. But then this week Kofi really laid down the hammer 
by taking the shots both at Lashley and taking both and MVP. And of course, Kofi is mentioning what he did as WWE Champion, coming out every single week. Well, last year is, of course, taking breaks and stuff like that. That kind of makes him soft. And so, with, with this face-off happening, it really did make a huge... Another huge wave of personality of making this feud a lot more personal than what it originally seemed was. I mean, attack last week was personal, but this feud, this face-off, made it a lot more personal. And so, the more personal it gets, the more tense it gets. We will see the true Kofi Kingston. We will see the true Bobby Lashley on Hell in a Cell, not Hell in a Cell, Money in the Bank. And see what in the world is going to happen between these two and see who will be coming out as a WWE Champion. But of course, we're going to have to wait until July 16th. But with that being said, I am very excited to see what's going to happen between Lassie and, and Kingston going into the next few weeks. Of course, we will see the conclusion at Money in the Bank with the actual match in hand. Now before we get... Uh, before we continue on with tonight, we're going to take a quick, quick commercial break and then come back and see what else is going to happen here in this crazy night on Monday Night Raw. It's been a crazy start so far with the Battle Royal and, of course, with this face-off. But we still have a lot more craziness to look forward to, so we'll be right back after the break with more of the craziness here tonight on Monday Night Raw. We'll be right back after the break. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with a break from the next few segments and matches of the June 28th edition of Monday Night Raw. Before the break, we went over our first match of the night, which is a battle royal to determine who will be in the second chance Money in the Bank qualifying match later tonight. So, in this match, Gulak, Monsoon, and Andrew Garza were among the first to be eliminated. Our truth, Gulak, and Kuitzazawa fought over the 24 7 championship after being eliminated. Almost come came down and helped Eric and I uh, help eliminate Eric and Ivar, but Jinder Mahal giving them the final push over the ropes. Then we return for the break to see the five men left in the match. Riddle won Damien Priest with the final two in the ring, and after a few close calls, Riddle eliminated Priest to get the spot in the trouble threat match. After that, we then had Shane Baser take on Nikki Cross. Baszler took the blame for allowing Bliss to interfere in her business last week, so we voted to take out Nikki Cross to make it up for it. This was a solo match between the two, but it came out to a moment where Cross struck kicked Baszler out of the ring as she recovered. Bliss came out to the stage as her music played. Cross and used of the distraction and hit a dive onto Baszler, Jax, and Reginald all at once. We returned for the break to see Baszler dominating Cross as Bliss watched from ringside, but Bliss took out Jax and Reginald with a couple of well-placed kicks, but Baszler didn't let it distract her. Cross was suddenly able to tie up Baszler's arm and roll out for the pin and get the 1, 2, and 3 to take out Baszler once more. And last but not least, we then had Kingston and MVP face off. So Kingston came out just to speak about having to watch his best friend be brutally attacked last week at Hell in a Cell. He talked about how people have distracted, 
disrespected with for a long time by not admitting how good he is. But then MVP came out with a woman who has who have been hearing it with um with last year in recent weeks. He said the idea of Kingston being beating Lassie with the WWE title was ridiculous. He then told Kingston that Lassie enjoyed destroying Woods last week. And Kingston would call some recent events to show that he will be part that it will be possible for him to take up take the belt from Lashley. And then that's when Kingston went out to take MVP down with a trouble in paradise to send a message to MVP and Lashley. So we're now getting ready for the next match of the night as we see what happened when Eva Marie and Down Drop had issues last week and lost the money to being qualified to Oscar and Naomi. Kevin Kevin stops Eva and Down Drop backstage or Dewdrop backstage. I keep seeing Down Drop. It's Dewdrop. Eva says Dewdrop made a rookie mistake last week and I was clearly overwhelmed with being at the forefront of the evolution. Of course, Dewdrop looks like she doesn't agree. Even the, even the coach don't do drop or thing and says Dujov requested this rematch for tonight so Dujov can learn from her mistakes and I will win this match remain undefeated and the evolution will continue Eva walks off and Dujov follows showing the disgust in her face and so we go back to the ring and out comes the one and only Empress of Tomorrow, Oscar. She hits the ring and poses in the corner as her pirate goes off and we return back to commercial as it's taxi match between Oscar and Naomi versus Eva Marie and Dewdrop is coming up next. We return back to commercial. Back for the break. And you want to know the flow, Naomi makes her way out. That's when Eva Marie and Dewdrop are out next. When it's, everyone is ready to go, the ref calls for the bell and the match is on the way as Dewdrop is in the ring to take Naomi into the corner. As Dewdrop uses her strength and size advantage to overpower Naomi, but then Naomi fights back with some offense and drops down drop. That's when Oscar quickly tags in and yells a missile drop hit to Dewdrop, and Oscar then yells a hip attack to Dewdrop in the corner, and then Dewdrop tries to come back with some offense. Dewdrop knocks Oscar away and then shoves her into the corner. Dewdrop then charges into the corner and yells a splash to Oscar against the turnbuckles. Dewdrop then scoops Oscar up and then Oscar gets on her back and yells the Oscar lock. But the Evo reaches for the tag and then Dewdrop finally throws Oscar off her back. Dewdrop then calls for the tag but then Evo pulls her arm away and drops down off the apron. Dewdrop, of course, isn't happy as Oscar then rolls Dewdrop for the pin, but then Dewdrop rolls through and nails Oscar with a senton. Naomi then flies in, but then Dewdrop drops her, and Dewdrop then follows up with a big running crossbody to Oscar on the mat, and then covers on Dewdrop. Excuse me, Dewdrop then covers on Naomi for the pin, and she gets the one, two, and three, and Dewdrop and Eva Marie are the winners. Surprisingly, after the match, the music hits as Dewdrop looks on. Oh, smiles, and Eva isn't happy. Guys, last week, last week, 
do job dropped up the even drop off the even and caused even the match. This week things backfire. Eva jumped off the apron just like Dewdrop did last week, but this time Dewdrop didn't didn't need Eva Murray. She won by her smoke. So it backfired. And that's karma for Eva, to say the least. And so Eva goes to the timekeeper's area and takes a mic and interrupts saying. But the winner is Eva Marie. And so apparently Eva is trying to take her, trying to take apparently the spotlight of D-Drop, announcing herself as the winner. Even though Eva didn't do anything in this match, she apparently wants to still take the credit for it. So D-Drop shows a disgust as she stares Eva down from the ring as we get replays to see the absolute dominance from D-Drop. We come back to see Eva smirking back at Dewdrop from ringside. Dewdrop then snacks back as the tension between the two continues. So Dewdrop doing all the work and did all the work in this match and Eva took credit for it at the end. It's just absolutely unbelievable. Aren't you gonna just not be a part of this match whatsoever? Leave Dewdrop to do all the work for you and still announce you yourself as the only winner. Even though this was a taxi match, you're gonna just just call yourself the solo winner when you didn't do a single thing. I mean, you reached for attack once, but that was basically it. Everything else, it was all in the hands of Dewdrop. So if you announce yourself as a winner, it might as well has. I might as well would have been a 2-1 handicap match for Dujov because Dujov probably would have gotten the victory in either way. But I just don't know. But the tension between these two have definitely continued and it's definitely very interesting. Eva has been definitely becoming a, a manipulative heel. Naomi and Asuka, of course, have won their spots in the women's Money the Bank match. So they didn't, of course, didn't lose anything by putting John Drip over. So for Eva to continue to announce herself as a winner and stuff like that, definitely not the evolution that we expected. So this will potentially lead into a pretty big... Probably a pretty big disagreement between these two, and most likely, Dewdrop might lose it and start taking out Eva down. I'm not sure. Maybe that happen. That will happen. I'm not sure, but maybe at some point, maybe next week, maybe the week before, or maybe next week, maybe the week after. We'll see. So, after the match, we see how John Morrison. One on one either being qualifier match over or one in the one even qualifier match over Randy Orton last week after interference for the Miz and Riddle. You see Sarah Sweepers back approaches Miz and Morrison backstage, asking Morrison about possibly winning the briefcase for the first time in his career. Uh Johnny Trip says he's moist about thinking about it. 
Miz, of course, doing his wheelchair, goes on running, but Holly Morrison will win and cash in because he's under the guidance of the Miz. And Miz is a two timer, a two time winner. And so they go on bragging until Ricochet interrupts. And that's when they have words, but then Ricochet suddenly brings up a dripstick, and Morrison has one just like him, but he doesn't realize it's his. And so Ricochet starts spraying them both with it, and Ricochet runs off as Miz is seating, seating in his wheelchair. And so we go back to the ring, and out comes Ricochet as he is scheduled to take on John Morrison here tonight. We return back to commercial. <coughs> We return for the break, and out comes John Morrison with the Miz in his wheelchair. And then after that, when everyone is ready to go, the bell rings and the match is on the way as they go at it. As Miz is on commentary, he's running out as he's running about that Ricochet messed up a over three thousand dollar suit. Back to the action, Morrison is moaning some offense and rocks Ricochet with a kick to the head. Morrison then covers on Ricochet with a pin, but Ricochet kicks about two. Morrison continues to keep control until Ricochet drop kicks Morrison out of the ring. Miz cheers Morrison on, telling him to get back up. But then Morrison, excuse me, Ricochet runs ropes and nails a baseball slide, sending Morrison back. But then Ricochet suddenly runs and leaps over Mrs. Wheelchair, using it to deliver a humongous hurricane to Morrison on the floor, and Mrs. is furious. Ricochet then grabs a dripstick and squirts Miz with it, and we go back to commercial as Mrs. is seething at ringside, and Ricochet remains in control of this match. We return for the break, and Morrison has continued with the offense as he beats Ricochet down in the corner as the referee warns them. But then Ricochet comes back with some offense as he fights out and goes to work. Morrison then sweeps a leg out and keeps Ricochet down as the Miz cheers him on up from ringside. But Ricochet comes back with some offense as he fights back, taking advantage of Morrison being distracted with the Miz. That's when Ricochet alone to the offense and nails a crossbody to take Morrison down. Ricochet continues with the offense as Ricochet nails a knee to the jaw to Morrison. This then leads more back and forth the offense between these two. But the Morrison yells a big springboard kick to Ricochet in midair. Morrison then goes for the starship pain, but he lands hard as Ricochet got out of harm's way in the corner. Morrison went for a kick, but then Ricochet blocks it from the apron. And Ricochet then springboards in and kicks Morrison to the barrier. Ricochet then goes to fly out, but then Morrison retreats over the barrier. Morrison is sitting on top of the barrier. But then suddenly, Ricochet flies from the ring and nails a humongous crossbody, sending both competitors flying over the barrier out to the floor with a humongous springboard crossbody. Ricochet makes it back over the barrier, but then Morrison is unable to as they both get countered out and the match has no winner. After the match, Ricochet begins to cover as we get a replays and the announcer and fans are amazed at the humongous springboard crossbody that Ricochet was able to nail. Miz reels over to check on Morrison, who finally starts to move. Ricochet also gets up as we get another set of replays of this humongous jump from the ring all the way out to the apron. It was, or not the apron, but 
to the barrier. That was just absolutely insane. If anyone else was in the Miz and Morrison position, these segments and what we as nearly as entertaining as what Ricochet was able to do against Morrison. The action in this ring was good as you would expect it from Ricochet and Jomo. But the spot at the end outshined everything else. It looked amazing and justified as a double and count out for one. This was a taste of what is in store at Money in the Bank. If they do, if there is going to be spots like this, like that crossbody, the crowd is going to lose its collective mind. And when I hear that crowd exploding, I'm going to be super pumped because it's WWE is, is unlike anything else when there's fans in attendance. I mean, I love the Thunderdome. It's a great idea. It's been great ever since WWE came up with it. So of course, a little fans who virtually turn in, BMTV, and of course, support their, their favorite superstars. But it's still unlike having real fans in attendance. We, I really do want to see these fans back in attendance. It's going to be like unlike anything else. I'm very excited for WWE to return back to how it's to how it was back in the day. I'm very excited. I hope uh, it comes very very soon because I'm very very excited for Money in the Bank, and I'm very excited for Monday Monday Night Raw and SmackDown to have a full attendance. I really am excited for that. We'll see what just happens with that. So. After that, we then see the recent happenings between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. We then see Flair's backstage with the women's tag team champions, Natalio and Tamino, talking about respect of their history of the business and having what it takes to lead. They take shots at tonight's opponents, and they're all fired up to get payback tonight. Flair tells them to get ready to show their opponents that respect is not given. It's earned. And so Flair... Gets ready to come out first. As we go back to the ring, and out comes first Charlotte Flair as her pyro goes off, and then she heads to the ring as this six woman tag team match is coming up next. We return back to commercial. We return for the rake, and Flair is posing in the ring as her music hits. Braves and hypes that her title, her title shot at Money the Bank against Rhea Ripley. That's when the women's tag team champions, Tomino and Natalia, are out. After that, that's when the other team is ready to make their way out. Mandrose and Dana Brooke are out first for their team. That's when, of course, following up behind them, the one and only Roman champion, the Nightmare, Rhea Ripley. Ripley makes her way. Down to the makes her way down to the ring. But before things can get settled and the ref could call the bell, suddenly a big brawl breaks out at ringside to kick things off. Flair and Ripley roll into the announce table. Tamina is mounting Dana at ringside, and Flair and Ripley are brawling into the ring and they go at it. 
Flitter then mounts Flitter, but then Flitter fights back with some offense. That's when Natalia runs and fly, runs in and fights Ripley off Flitter, but then Rose attacks Natalia, and the others join in. Flitter and Natalia and Tamino regroup at ringside as Ripley, Rose, and Brooke recover, standing together in the middle of the ring. The two teams recoup as we head to commercial as this tension between these two teams have definitely gone over the roof. We return back to commercial. Back for the break. The ref finally got things on the way as he calls for the bell and the match is on the way. Rose and Ripley are going at it first to start off this match. Brooke and Natalia start going at it. Brooke and Natalia and Natalia in the corner are dropping her with a clothesline. Brooke then covers Natalia for the pin, but Brooke cannot put away Natalia as Natalia kicks out at two. Natalia nails a right hand and an elbow to the face to Brooke, but then Tamina tags in and then Dana stops her from entering. Flutter, Tamina, and Natalia <clears throat> all double team Brooke at ringside, and Flutter then brings Brooke back in and covers on Brooke for the pin, but Brooke kicks out at two. Flutter, Flutter continues to work on Dana, then swings at Ripley, but then Ripley. Jumps off the air to avoid it. Ripley starts seething at the sight of Flair, and then the referee stops Ripley from charging towards Flair. That's when Tamina and Natalia take turns on Brooke. Natalia nails a snap suplex to Brooke. She then covers on it on Brooke for the pin, but Brooke kicks him at two once more. This then leads to more quick tags and offense at Brooke. That's when Flair tags in and chops on Brooke. But the Brooke was about to get a knee attack from Charlotte. But Brooke blocks it, but then Flair comes back with more offense with a knee to the ribs. But then Brooke suddenly rolls out Flair for the bit for the, for the pin, but Flair kicks about two. That's when Brooke was finally able to tag in Ripley as Ripley goes to work on Flair with a signature offense. Ripley nails a clothesline and continues with more offense to Flair. Ripley goes for a C-plex, but then Flair blocks it, and in comes Natalia. Ripley goes for a flitter, but then Natalia suddenly rolls her up from, from behind for the pin, but Ripley kicks her at two. Ripley then nails a big kick to Natalia. And then that's when Rose and Brooke come out and double-team Natalia. That's when that's when uh, that's when Rose and Brooke covers on Natalia for the pin, but Natalia kicks out or actually Tamino broke up the pin. That's when Ripley then runs in and takes out Tamino, and then Flair then runs in and chops Ripley's knees out. Dana nails a neckbreaker on Flair. Natalia suddenly nails a discus close on the Dana. Rose and Natalia tangle. Natalia then grabs Rose for the sharpshooter, but then Rose kicks her away. That's when Rose nails Natalia with a big knee, but then she didn't see Flair who runs over Rose with a big boot for and then Flair covers on Rose with a pin, and she gets the one, two, and three. And Flair, Natalia, and Tamino are your victors. After the match, Flair stands tall, but then Ripley runs in and suddenly chop blocks her knee out. That's when Flair goes for Ripley, but then she rushes right back out, out of the ring and taunts her. What an absolute... A very tensionous match.
the match started out with a lot of great aggression during the brawl and and that continued in the actual match. Rosenbrook have definitely improved a lot since their since forming their tag team and this match helped showcase their skills. So in this match, it definitely seemed like there was a lot more heels than there was baby faces. But of course Ripley is not not uh Ripley is not a heel. Charlotte's not a heel either, or is a heel. Charlotte is not is a heel. Ripley is a heel. I'm not sure who to see who's not a heel and who's a heel. I'm not sure. It's kind of questionable, but oh well. But either way, the one still standing was Charlotte and Natalia and Tamino. The feud between Flair, the feud between Flair and Ripley continue as, uh, as, of course they get ready for Money in the Bank coming up in a few weeks, and so until those few weeks, this feud is going to continue on until these two face off at Money in the Bank. Tamina and Natalia. And Rosenbrook, of course, have all been going after each other for the past few weeks, potentially leading into a tag team match or tag team tunnel match between these two teams, which will definitely be pretty interesting. So we then see the recent happenings between the former partners, Jackson Ragger and Elias. We see Ragger is whooping himself with a leather strap. Artist Truth and runs by and stops for some comedy. Truth asks, what is Riker doing? Riker then says, I'm preparing myself for battle. Riker goes on with this promo about Elias and their match tonight. Truth then thanks Riker for sharing and asking if he can borrow the strap when Riker is done so he can use it to on his to get his baby back. And then Riker just keeps hitting his own back with a strap, steering straight ahead, and then Truth just runs off. And so after that, we then go back to the ring, and out comes Elias as Rome announces the rules, noting that the competitors will be bound together by a 13-foot leather strap, and no one will be able to go. We then return back to Mershwa as strap match between Elias and Jackson Riker is coming up next. We return for the break, and the announcers congratulate John Cena on the box office success of his F9 this past weekend. We see Elias is winning the ring as we see the video from earlier today with Elias cutting a promo on how he will serve those ties he has with Jackson Riker tonight, not just sim symbolically. We then return back to the ring and out comes Riker with a leather strap. Referee then attaches them and the match is on the way. The ref calls to the bell and the match is on the way as Elias suddenly attacks Riker out of nowhere. Elias unloads and beaks Riker into the corner, then Elias and sends Riker to the floor and follows him, whipping him with a strap. Elias then launches Riker into the steel ring steps as the referee warns them. Elias then uses the strap and run the turnbuckle to raise Riker off the ground, whipping him with the handle of the strap. And then Riker turns things around with the offense and yanks Elias into the ring post, 
and beats him around. Reckoning brings Elias back into the ring, beating Elias with a leather, hearing the loud crack of the leather smacking the back of Elias. Reckoning continues to keep control until Elias nails a jumping knee strike out of nowhere. That's in Riker then gets pinned by Elias, but Riker kicks out barely at two and a half. Elias just starts taunting Riker and shows off. Elias nails a humongous big strap shot over the back of Riker, but then Riker fights back and uses the strap. Riker continues to manhandle Elias after turning things around with the offense. Elias, excuse me, Riker kicks Elias and delivers more offense with the strap. Riker then whips Elias into the corner and catches him with a big side slam. Jackson then covers on Elias for the pin, and he gets a 1, 2, and 3 to win the match. After the match, Riker stands tall as his music hits. Riker then raises the strap and stands over Elias. As he has put away Elias and not allowed him to run away, especially with a strap around his wrist. So, this match is definitely brutal with the with, with a lot of spots where you see the strap smacking the back of of the opponents here tonight was definitely pretty brutal. You can definitely see the welts and the red marks on the back of or on the bodies of these competitors, and it was definitely pretty brutal. But of course, with Riker as prepared as ever going into the strap match. He got pretty clean victory over Elias. What does this mean for Elias and Riker? We'll have to find out. So the announcers then show us what happened earlier tonight in a battle royal. But Damien Priest approaches Riddle backstage and wishes him good luck. But a serious Riddle says, I'm not Riddle, I'm Randy Orton. What do you want? Priest then mentions, Looking for Riddle to visit to Burger King, and then Riddle ends up stopping Priest from leaving. Breaking the RKO character and says, I'm just worried about letting Orton down tonight. Priest gives him some words of encouragement, and Riddle then puts back into his character like Orton, doing his signature pose. You then see a photo of the Hell in a Cell wounds to back into his back, and he will be speaking tonight before his match. For the second chance qualifier at Money in the Bank, we return for the bank and Kerry Patrick is backstage with Drew McIntyre in the back. Drew cuts a micro promo and says, "I won't know how to. I don't know. I won't know how my hand." I don't know how he's handed anyone, but I'm headed to the ring to slap AJ and Riddle around. Knock their heads off their shoulders and go into Money in the Bank and get the victory. And so now, coming up next, it's going to be the main event, which is the Money in the Bank second chance qualifier triple threat match between Drew McIntyre versus Royal Tag Champion AJ Styles versus Riddle. Who is going to be the one coming off on top? 
hurting the second chance opportunity and being a part of the men's ladder match. Will it be Drew McIntyre? Will it be AJ Styles? Or will it be the Randy Orton Riddle? We'll find out coming up next. We'll be right back after the break. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back from the rake from the main event segment of the June 28th edition of Monday Night Raw. Before the break, or excuse me, before our last break, we went over the next match of the night, which was a match between Dujop and Eva Marie versus Oscar and Naomi. So Eva Marie gave a pre-match interview with and said Dujop was just overwhelmed last week, and that is why she left in the middle of the middle of the match. He seemed willing to work through with her, with her partner in this rematch. In the match, Dewdrop backed Naomi to the corner to show off her power, but Naomi fired off with a kick to the kick to the head to back her up. She then avoided Senton and tagged Oscar for the missile drop kick. But then the match came down to the moment or came to a close when Dewdrop recovered and took out Oscar and Naomi by herself to score the victory. And Eva looked completely shocked, but grabbed the mic and announced herself as a winner. Instead, even though Eva didn't do a single thing to call herself the victory or call herself the victor. After that, we then had Ricochet take on John Morrison in a single spell. After Ricochet stole John Morrison's strip, strip stick and used it to spray the mids backstage, John and Ricochet did a battle in a singles match. This was a very solid match between these two, but it came down to the moment where Miz uses to to block Ricochet for getting to Morrison. So Ricochet jumped over him to hit a current run He then grabbed another drip stick and sprayed the A-lister. Joma had Ricochet cornered when, when we had turned from a commercial. And one only started to build up a head of steam as he hit a series of quick moves to get a near fall. Ricochet then ended up hitting a springboard crossbody to the outside and sent him and Morrison over the barricade. And neither man could beat the 10 count back into the ring. After, with, after that, we had Charlotte, Natalia Antimino versus Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose, and Rhea Ripley in a six-woman tag team match. So a brawl broke out with all six women before the ref could even call for the bell, and they paired off an old battle to run the ring as a sole as official tried desperately to control the situation. He eventually just stayed out of the ring because he knew it was futile. But when the match finally got into the way, it came down to the end where Charlotte made a big made a blind tag and helped take out Brooke at ringside. Ripley avoided a sheep shovel on the queen, but then Charlotte remained in control. The women's tag champs took turns beating her up in the corner. Rose and tagged in, but then was quickly grounded with a big boot from the queen that scored her the victory, but then Ripley hit Charlotte with a chop lock after the match was over, just to get the last laugh. And last but not least, we then had Elias take on Jackson Riker in a strap match. Elias jumped Riker as soon as the ref called for the bell, and he stumped his former bodyguard into the map before taking him out of the ring and whipping him into the steel steps. Riker recovered and used his strap to dish out some punishment, and they traced trap shots to the back before Riker threw fist, excuse me, threw Elias from corner to corner, and Riker then stole a sla side slam, or hit a side slam for the victory. And so now we're getting ready for the main event, which is the Money in the Bank second chance qualifier triple threat. Between Drew McIntyre, World Tag Team Champion AJ Styles, and Riddle. Who will be the victor? There's only one way to find out. 
So we go back to the ring for tonight's main event as Drew McIntyre makes his way out first. Of course, the winner of this match will earn the final red brand spot in the money's immense money in the bank ladder match. Drew paces around the ring as all comes next. Out comes next, the Raw Tag Team Champions, AJ Styles and Omos. They march to the ring together as Drew looks on. And last but not least, the final opponent, Riddle, is out last. As Riddle hits the ring and kicks his flip-flops off as the power explodes. And Riddle still thinks he's Randy Orton as he's wearing the Randy Orton sweater and... Looking to do anything to get Randy Orton into the money in the big match. We return back to Marshall. We return with the break and the rough calls for the bell and the match is on the way. As Riddle gets chopped, AJ chops two into the corner, but the Jew turns things right around with a result. Also, you gotta remember, in a triple threat match, there's no disqualifications and no counterweights. The only way to win is by a pinfall or submission. Back to the match, AJ chops Stu into the corner, but then Drew turning things around with the offense with one of his own. Drew then decks Riddle into the corner and works him over. Drew then takes both competitors down, hitting a close on AJ, and then a big suplex to Riddle. Drew then covers on Riddle for the pin, but Riddle kicks him at two. Drew then continues with the offense as he launches AJ face first into the middle turnbuckle. The offense from Drew continues as he launches Riddle with a big belly to belly across the ring and the same to AJ. Drew then delivers a huge backdrop to launch AJ into the corner. Excuse me, AJ into the air and back down. AJ then kick AJ then gets pinned by McIntyre, but McIntyre kicks him at McIntyre cannot put away AJ as, as AJ kicks out at two. Drew continues to stalk AJ and he suddenly goes for a quick claymore and then AJ sidesteps and sends Drew out to the floor through the ropes. AJ tries to kick Drew from the apron but then Drew rocks him hard and then sends him down on the floor. Almost watches as Drew takes apart the announce table. Drew then lifts AJ up to slam him on top of the announce table but then AJ slides out and fights back with some offense of his own. That's when Riddle flies over and levels Drew next to the announce table, and Riddle and AJ get out first. AJ and Riddle trade stocks between each other, but also swing at Drew as he stumbles to his feet. We're next to Omos, as an Omos, an almost an Omos. Drew then sends Riddle into the steel ring steps and the ring post. AJ then sends Drew face first into the ring post, and AJ tries to suplex Riddle onto the announce table, but Riddle resists. They both trade counters in front of the announce table, but Riddle then overpowers with a humongous suplex on the floor. But then Drew then grabs Riddle for the big suplex on the floor, landing hard. Then Drew then gets dropped by AJ with an integrity to the face. AJ and Riddle both grab Drew, then launch him with a big double team slam on top of the announce table. Drew lands hard and crashes through the table, and the table is in pieces. As we head to commercial with Drew down and AJ. And Riddle still standing. We return for the break and Riddle is trashing shots with AJ in the ring. Drew is still laid on at ringside, barely have moved since that humongous fall into the announce table. Riddle goes for a kick but then AJ catches it but then Riddle 
rocks AJ with a jumping knee to the face. The fans try to rally for Riddle as AJ, but then AJ comes right back and the offense and drops Riddle with an integrity. AJ then goes to ringside and stomps away on Drew, who is still laying on top of the United table. Debris. AJ has words with the referee at ringside as he comes back to the ring, but then Riddle suddenly rocks AJ into the corner. Looks like with AJ, AJ being distracted with the referee has cost him. Riddle continues with the offense as he beats AJ down, but then AJ suddenly comes back to the offense as AJ shoves Riddle into a modified spine buster takedown. AJ continues with the offense as he grounds Riddle and goes back to work on the knee and the ankle. The fans try to rally for Riddle and he grabs the bottom rope, but there are no rope breaks because, of course, there's no disqualifications, no countouts. AJ then cranks back on the ankle and knee again, but the Riddle kicks him. But then AJ stomps and takes a breather. AJ delivers a brain buster in the middle of the ring to Riddle. AJ then covers on Riddle for the pin, but Riddle once again kicked out too. Agent goes back to the announce table with debris and stomps away on Drew. But then Agent comes back into the ring with a riddle, rocks him, and delivers Orton's second rope jibbing DDT. Riddle then drops down and hits the apron like Orton does with the RKO. But then before Riddle can go for the RKO, AJ counters, catching Riddle and dropping him on his head again with a modified burning hammer. Agent then covers on Riddle for the pin, but Riddle kicks about two. Agent then goes back to the announce table with debris. I and subsequently in Jew. Riddle then fights off a Styles Clash, but then Jew finally comes back and pulls AJ out of the ring, then runs him into the barrier, then on the edge of the apron, then on the barrier again. Jew then runs into the ring and unloads on Riddle, ramming him into the turnbuckles and loading with kicks and punches. Jew then nails a big running elbow to the face of Riddle into the corner, then an averted Alabama slam. In the middle of the ring. Drew continues to stalk Riddle and waits for him to get up. He goes for the claymore but the Riddle sidesteps and sends Drew over the top rope out to the floor and that's when AJ comes back and runs over and drops Drew with a flying form at ringside. AJ then comes to the apron with the Riddle leaps from the top rope with a knee to the chin. Riddle then nails a punk kick from the apron to the floor and AJ then to Drew. Riddle then nails a springboard moonsault to take down both opponents on the floor. Riddle Continues with the offense as he nails kicks to Drew against the barrier, then to AJ against the apron. Riddle then levels Drew with a running kick, then he charges towards AJ, but then AJ moves out of the way, and Riddle kicks the steel steps. A bare foot going into the steel steps. Riddle goes down, clutching his foot, and telling the referee it's broken, until the referee calls for medics as Riddle goes out in pain. The officials then help Riddle away from the ringside area. Riddle tries to yell that he's fine, but of course he's not. And so they keep helping him away on the ringside as this match continues. As we go to back to commercial. We return for the break. And AJ is trading offense with Drew in the middle of the ring as it's just two men now. With Riddle no longer uh, in this match because of that pretty bad... Uh, foot to steel step, barefoot to steel steps. We still, we see the money in the bank briefcases hanging high above the ring as we see what happened to Riddle before the break. But back to the action, Drew drops AJ on his head with a neck breaker and kicks up. But Drew may have landed on his knee as Drew goes to slam AJ again. 
and jackknifes him to the mat. She then covers on AJ for the pin, but AJ kicks him at two. Omos continues to watch from ringside as Ju gets up first and then grabs AJ and slams him face first into the turnbuckles. Ju then takes AJ up top and rocks him, but then AJ falls to the side, but then Ju takes him back up. That's when AJ suddenly slides between Ju's feet and rocks him. AJ then overpowers Ju and then delivers the Yugarashi to McIntyre. AJ then covers on McIntyre for the pin. But McIntyre kicks out at two. You can definitely see the fatigue is settling in between these two competitors as AJ is tired and showing some frustration. She was also showing some signs of exhaustion and fatigue. AJ tries to call for the Styles Clash, but he can't hit it in. That's when AJ unloads the strikes, but then Drew turns back with the offense as he scoops AJ out for the big Monaco driver and he nails it in. He then covers on AJ for the pin, but AJ somehow kicks out at two. How is he still in this? Drew gets back up and he goes for a claymore, but then AJ takes the leg out from the front. That's when AJ continues with an advantage in the offense as he goes for the calf crusher submission, but then Drew blocks it. That's when AJ pulls back and applies the hold, forcing Drew to yellow in pain. But then that's when we suddenly see Riddle limping, coming, limping down the ramp as the fans cheer for him. We see the ankle is taped up as Riddle then enters the ring and applies the bro mission to AJ. But then AJ elbows his way out. Riddle then tries for the submission again. The Jew and Riddle tangle. That's when Riddle then nails the injury to the head. AJ then springboards in with a phenomenal form and then Riddle meets in mid-air with a big knee. Riddle then drops AJ with an RKO. Riddle then goes for the pin, but then Omos suddenly pulls AJ to safety. Riddle gets upset as he gets back up and turns around to a humongous claymore from McIntyre. Drew then covers him on Riddle for the pin, and he gets the one, two, and three, and McIntyre has earned the money in the bank spot. What a match. After the match, Drew stands tall as his music hits. Motions to the money in the bank briefcases and poses in the corner as a fan cheer him on. goes off the air with McIntyre celebrating his big victory. And when it seemed like that McIntyre wouldn't be in the money in the bank match, well, now he is. What an absolute unbelievable match. Goes off the air with McIntyre celebrating the big victory. Wow. The moment when Riddle kicked the steps looked and sounded great, but it was also very brutal. Everything in this match worked well and showcased the individual strength of each wrestler. Styles is known for his athleticism, but it was given a chance to show off some power against the Scottish Warrior. Riddle coming back just to lose. It's going to create tension with the white bird in coming weeks, and it will be interesting to see if he reacts violently or forgives Riddle, which is not something he has ever been known to do before. This week's role was, in, uh, was pretty crazy, but it definitely featured some seconds that were pretty insane, and a lot of crazy matches like this one you just saw, or we, we just went over. The Morrison versus Ricochet match 
and the main event were especially entertaining. But either way, that was a crazy night of of winning a Raw. I'm very pleased with what we saw tonight. Of course, the Money of the Bank qualifiers and the matches that are getting set up for Money of the Bank continues. So it looks like the Money of the Bank qualifiers for the men's division on the on the red brand is over. And so it's now up to SmackDown to fill the rest of the card up for the men's ladder match. So we'll see what happens with that. As for the women's division, I'm not exactly sure yet, but we're going to find out soon later, probably. Uh, but we'll see. And the last one, at least, um, I believe the, I think, I think this might be over for the qualifiers for, for the red brand in its entirety. I think it's time for the SmackDown brand to finish the, the card up for the men's and women's division. I'm not sure that's true yet, but we'll see. And I'm excited to see if you watch uh, what other matches will be created for Money in the Bank because that will definitely be something uh, interesting to take a look at. So we'll see what happens. And so with that being said, that is the conclusion of this week's OSN Monday Night Ball. What an absolute crazy, crazy night. What is going to happen for the rest of the week, you may ask? Well, there's going to be quite a lot. This Tuesday, or today's already Tuesday, tonight, on NXT, there's going to be quite a lot to look forward to. We have some pretty big matches to look, to look forward to, like, for example, a mixed tag team match between Jake Atlas and Mercedes Martinez taking on the team of Boa and Zia Lee. The tag team champions, MSK, will be facing off with the team of Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. There's going to be a lot more craziness to look forward to, but that's just a taste of what's to come with your NXT. And then, of course, on Friday, we we saw something shocking on last week's SmackDown. The one and only rated R superstar Edge returned to attack the Trouble Chief and send a message to him that he wants the title next. That was truly shocking. And so... We all want to hear what the Tribal Chief has to say about Edge returning and attacking the Tribal Chief. But that's not it. The one and only Sami Zayn takes on Kevin Owens in a last man standing match to determine who will be in the ladder match and Money in the Bank. Those are just two of the things that we could expect here on SmackDown this week. I mean, it's going to be another week of craziness it's gonna be lots of craziness back and forth on nxt and smackdown it's gonna be crazy and so with that being said thank you guys for joining me in tonight's or in today's episode of outside the ropes i hope you guys enjoyed it as much as i did i'm excited for nxt tomorrow of course as usual the schedule is as follows of course wednesday is the highlights of nxt and saturday is of course the highlights of Friday night smackdown Before we close this off, I do want to mention that if you do want to support my 
podcast, I would gladly appreciate it. You can, uh, if you go on the Anchor website or app, you can go ahead and go ahead and gladly support this podcast by uh, by sending a donation, and that will help me uh, get better equipment to make this podcast experience much more better than what it already is, which I'll gladly appreciate it. If you do, also make sure, of course, make sure, of course, to follow me on Twitter so you can get notified when I do up or post a new episode. Of course, if you do want to know what my Twitter handle is, well, it's very simple. It is at uppercase OS, the rest is lowercase, which is the ropes underscore pod. Very simple. You can follow me there and you'll get notified when I upload any or excuse me, when I release these episodes that you get notified for. So once again, Thank you guys for joining me, and I will see you guys tomorrow for the highlights of NXT, and of course Saturday for the highlights of Friday Night SmackDown. My name is Jonah, thank you guys for joining me, and I will see you guys next time.